Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for about 13 minutes or so. In so doing, help keep us focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, on eternity, and also help us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Oh, how important it is for us to be in God's Word regularly, consistently. You know people in your life who really need to turn to God, don't you? No, they may believe in God, at least they may say they do, but they're not living a godly life, are they? Help them to turn their lives around spiritually by sharing these short studies with them on a regular basis. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but you take that step, make that commitment, and share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally with everybody you can. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So take that step, make that commitment, and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about the Bible. Can we believe the Bible? How do you look at the Bible? Do you believe the Bible? Well, we've talked about how there are people today who think they're too intellectual. They're just too smart to believe the Bible. They're too smart to believe at least everything the Bible says. They would say, well, you know, not all of it is accurate. And so they say, but I'm smart enough to determine which is inaccurate and which is accurate. Really? You're that smart? Hmm. Interesting. We've talked about how C.S. Lewis said that ancient man saw himself as the one standing before the judge and God being the judge. But modern man has reversed the positions and modern man sees himself as being the judge and God as being the one on trial. Can I believe in God? <laughs> well, if I believe in God... If I truly believe in God, totally believe in God, then I'm going to have to believe in the Bible as God's word. The Bible tells us the details of God and how to be with God for all of eternity in heaven. And so if I reject God, I've automatically rejected the Bible, obviously. But here's the inverse of that, which a lot of people don't realize. If I reject the Bible, I've also rejected the God of the Bible. Have you thought about that? Now, we've been making the point that if I reject part of the Bible, some people will say, well, again, it's not all accurate. There are some things in there that are fairy tales. They're just myths. There are some things that are mistakes in there. Well, how do you know? How do you know which is which? If you reject part of it, how do you know you've rejected what is really not true? If you accept part of it, how do you know that that's really true? You're putting yourself in the place of God. The Bible declares itself unashamedly and without compromise as being God's very word, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. And also 2, Timothy, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20 and 21. The penmen were human but they were guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write God's very word. Jesus himself said 
you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the Apostle Peter, well, Jesus himself identified that truth in John chapter 17 and verse 17 as being God's word. And Peter declared it also as being God's word in 1 Peter chapter, uh, chapter 1 and verses 22 and 23. The scriptures, the Bible, and God go hand in hand. Belief in God includes belief in the Bible. And belief in the Bible includes belief in God. If we reject parts of the Bible, we've rejected the whole Bible. And I made that point. You see, since the Bible is the very word of God, if you reject parts of it, then it is no longer God's very word. Paul the Apostle made the point in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10, in writing to the Galatian Christians, you're being, you're being hoodwinked. You're turning to a different gospel, which is not the gospel. But there are some who would pervert the gospel, twist it, change it. And when that happens, it's no longer the gospel. The gospel is the very power of, of God to lead people to salvation. Romans 1 and verse 16. But when you start changing it, it's no longer the true gospel. When you start picking parts of the Bible out, it's no longer the true Bible. When you start changing truth, it's no longer the truth. If Abraham did not rescue Lot from tribal kings, then what points that the scriptures teach us about Abraham can we still believe? Did God make a covenant with Abraham? John, uh, Genesis 14, verses 14 through 16. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through, uh, through 7. Did the 12 tribes of Israel literally descend through the bloodline of Abraham or not? The scriptures tell us they did. But if we can't believe all of what the scriptures teach us about Abraham, then what parts can we believe? If Moses did not really cross the Red Sea and lead the children of Israel across on dry ground, and then God closed up the Red Sea on the invading or, or the pursuing Egyptian army, then what about Moses and the whole story of God's deliverance of Israel can we believe? Did God really give Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai? Exodus chapter 14, verses 21 and 22. Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. You see, how much can we believe? If God did not prepare a, a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah being in the belly of that fish for three days and coming to repentance... And then that fish spewing him out on dry ground after three days, then can we believe what Jesus said about in making the comparison in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40, that just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth? Speaking of his entombment after his crucifixion on the cross, if the Bible cannot get the Roman ruler's name right, then 
Did it get Mary's name right? The mother of Jesus? Or what other details might we consider? Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. You see, any error, certainly any doctrinal error, makes the entire Bible suspect. Solomon said, dead flies putrefy the perfumer's ointment and cause it to give off a foul odor. So does a little folly to one respected for wisdom and honor. Ecclesiastes 10 and verse 1. You see, you cannot pick the Bible apart and still believe the Bible to be God's true word. And if you do not believe the Bible to be God's true word, then how in the world can you still believe in God as being the true God? If one rejects the Bible, then he rejects Jesus, who believed in the Bible and quoted the scriptures continually in his ministry on this earth. Jesus believed in the factual history of the Old Testament people and events. He acknowledged that God made the world and also created and married two real people named Adam and Eve. Matthew chapter 19, verses 3 through 6. Also Mark chapter 10, verses 6 through 9. Jesus referred to Noah and the flood as historical precedent for what will happen when he returns on that final day of judgment. Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 39. Luke chapter 17, verse 26. Jesus verified Solomon's destruction, I'm sorry, Sodom's destruction, and Lot's wife turning to salt. Luke chapter 17, verses 28 and 29. And also verse 32. Jesus indicated that Cain murdered Abel, just as the account tells us in Genesis chapter 4. Jesus referred to that in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 35, also recorded in Luke 11 and verse 51. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. To Jesus, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were historical people and were still alive in the afterlife, that is, eternity. Matthew 25, 22 and verse 32, John 4 and verse 12, John 8 verses 56 through 58. Jesus believed Moses wrote the book of Genesis. Luke 24 and verse 47, John 5 verses 46 and 47, and that God spoke to Moses in a burning bush. Mark 12 and verse 36. See, Jesus made continuous references to Old Testament scripture and facts, stating them, referring to them, in belief of them. And of course, Jesus knew what he was talking about, because not only did he believe that God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1 and verse 1, but he knew that he was there at the creation and took part in that creation. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Jesus mentioned God feeding Israel manna. John 6 and verse 32, which is exactly what the scriptures tell us. 
in the book of Exodus. Moses' brass serpent healing snake bites. Jesus referred to that, believing that that happened. John chapter 3 and verse 14. He spoke of David in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 3, Mark 2 and verse 25, Luke 6 and verse 3. And Jesus quoted from the Psalms, Matthew 22 verses 42 through 45, Mark 12 verses 35 through 37, Luke 20 verses 42 through 44. He acknowledged Solomon's rule or reign as king, Matthew 12 and verse 42, and Elijah's and Elisha's miracles, Luke chapter 4 verses 25 through 27. You see, Jesus believed the Bible. He believed the scriptures to be the very word of God. Well, of course he did. Of course he did. He is God the Son. And nothing was made that was made without him. See, when you reject the scriptures, when you reject the Bible as being God's very word, you reject God the Father, and also Jesus, God the Son. Let's pray. Father in heaven, oh my, you are all-knowing, all-powerful. You are all-good, all-righteous. We are so weak. We do not even begin to compare to you in majesty, in magnitude, in goodness, in benevolence. But please guide us to be your true followers. Help us to believe with all of our hearts and to live for you and before you in righteousness through Jesus Christ. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.